und Schwierigkeiten den Weg versperren. And Honey lifted up his stick and started to pray to God for rain, but nothing happened, no rain at all. Then he made something very unique. He took a stick and he made a circle in the ground and he stepped into the circle and said to God, I will not move out of the circle until you start to rain and bless our land. And he lifted up his stick and he started to pray to Jesus in the circle. And all of a sudden starts to rain and God blessed this nation with rain again. I start this story some weeks ago and I asked the question, do you have an area in life where you need a breakthrough or maybe a healing or a miracle? And sometimes we have to make a circle and we step in faith in the circle and we say to God, I will not move out of the circle until the miracle and the breakthrough will happen in my personal life. When Honey just lived for another 20 years, he saw a guy, a farmer guy, and he was planting a carob tree. And he asked him, how long takes it for the carob tree to grow? And the guy said, oh, maybe approximately 70 years. And Honey asked this guy, do you think in 17 years you are still here? You're still alive? The man said, I'm not sure if I'm still alive in 70 years, but one thing I know, my father and my grandfather planted the carob tree and I was able to eat from the fruit because they planted with a big long-term view that one day their children and grandchildren will eat from the tree. And he said, I'm not sure if I'm able to eat from this tree in 70 years, but one thing I know, I will plant a tree Maybe for my children, for their grandchildren, and they will be blessed from generation to generation. And Honey's life started with making a circle in the ground, praying for rain, and his life ended with the carob seed. God gave him a lesson. And that's a long-term view. Do you have a long-term view in your life? I figure out that most people, when they pray to Jesus for a breakthrough, we pray, God, Do it now. Now means now. Now means not tomorrow, because tomorrow, the word means tomorrow. Now means now. I want to show you a very small clip. What we like if, if we, we plant something, and there's a hyperspeed blessing of growth. 
This is what we love. Everybody would love that. You plant a seed and boom, after one hour you got the harvest, right? This is what we believe. This is also what we love to hear from all the pastors. You plant something, harvest is immediately. This is only one part in the gospel, one part in the kingdom of God. That's also the second part. And we don't like to talk about it. It's the long-term view in your life. A seed is like a prayer. If you plant a seed... What's happened, it disappears in the ground, right? You cannot see the seed anymore for a while. But then comes the moment, there's a breakthrough, and the seed starts to grow, and there's a time where we have the harvest. The prayer is the same thing. You pray to God, you cannot see anything anymore, and all of a sudden, after some years, there's a breakthrough happening in your life. Even when you die, your prayers will not die. Your prayer is like a seed also for other generation. I want to uh, explain an amazing story which I read about. There's an island in Sweden, Visingö. In the Visingö island in Sweden, they found 300,000 oak trees. And in Sweden, usually there are no oak trees. And the people ask, who in the flipping world has planted these oak trees? Why 300,000 oak trees in the Visingö island. Nobody had any clue why they're there. In the year 1980, um, the Swedish Navy became a a letter from the forest ranger. And the forest ranger said, now you can pick up the wood. It's ready. And the Navy said, what is ready? Yeah, the oak trees are ready to build your boats. So, but we didn't order wood. And nobody, any clue about the oak trees, why have somebody ordered that? And they made researches, and they find out that the Swedish government, parliament, they believed that in the 21 century, there will be no trees anymore. Everybody cuts the trees down. There will be no wood anymore. And can you imagine when we have no wood, we cannot build boats, we cannot protect Sweden anymore. And the Swedish government believed there will be time, there's no trees anymore, and they planted the oak tree. You know why they planted the oak tree? A mushroom takes one day to grow, but with a mushroom you don't build a boat. An oak tree takes 150 years to grow. In the year 1829, 150 years before, the Swedish government, they thought about the generation that come and will come and they have to protect the nation. And they planted the tree of a long-term view in their life. Do you have a long-term view for your life? Or you just think for your own life? Or you think about your children and the grandchildren? One day, they will come. I, tell you, I want to tell you a story out of the Bible. It's the same principle like the last two stories. His name is Daniel in the Bible. And an amazing story. And I like this Bible verse in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. What 
the Bible is saying, now when Daniel learned that a decrease has been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. This is the original window from Daniel. Yeah, because Swiss people, if you have a dream, we can do anything. <laughs> Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he'd done before. And here's the point. Daniel prayed three times a day, and he looked towards Jerusalem. And this was the position of Daniel. Like praying and have a nice view of Jerusalem. And now here's the point, because Daniel, he knew, even if I pray, even if I believe, the rebuild of Jerusalem will not, will not be, takes about 70 years. He knew that in 70 years, God will rebuild Jerusalem. But now comes the question, if you know that it takes 70 years, that means Daniel will die, and then maybe 40 years later, they start to rebuild the walls. Why in the world has Daniel prayed for Jerusalem? For him, there was no benefit to pray for Jerusalem. Daniel could say, oh, I closed my window. It's not my business in 70 years anymore because I serve my own generation and the next generation, they have to pray for Jerusalem. Why in the world has Daniel prayed for Jerusalem? There are three things. It's not that if you don't open your window, that God will not answer your prayer. That's not the point. It's also the point if you're looking to east or south or north or west in the wrong direction, that God will not answer your prayer. It's more an attitude. It's more like a spiritual position. I position myself for a clear picture, a clear dream. And if I believe that from now in 70 years, I will say it doesn't matter in what kind of circumstances I'm in right now, I believe that God is the God of all the gods. He has the first word and the last word. He is the Alpha and Omega, and He rules forever and ever and ever. It changed His position. Like this, it changes His position. I know a lot of people, especially if you're very smart, you say, yeah, but... I like your example about the window, but this is for me not enough because I'm a brain. I'm smart. I'm glad you asked me this question. I'm smart too. That's your problem. Researchers are saying that God has created our brain that we always seek for a target. I want to make you a picture, a very, very simple picture. This is our brain like a, a Swiss brain. That's your target, whatever your target is. And the brain will always seek for a target. That means this creates a tension because where you are right now, maybe you're here right now, you're single, have financial problems or whatever, you're there, but you want to step over there. And this creates, don't worry, Van Gogh started also small. <laughs> I like my pictures there, so beautiful. Um, 
you are there. This creates a tension, right? And what do we do with this tension? Researchers find it out that in this tension, there, the brain becomes a chemical reaction. Like in your brain, because of the tension, there's a chemical reaction going on in your life. The whole body produces some adrenaline and the other will do anything to kill, to stop this tension. And what it does in your body, all of a sudden, your brain gets so clear. Your brain are so smart. All of a sudden, you're coming up with new ideas, how you can solve this problem very, very fast. The brain gives a reaction that the tension has to go away in your life. That means it produces creative, smart ideas how to solve, how to reach this target. Let's take this picture into Daniel's life. Because Daniel knew where I'm right now, I'm by the window, but I look into Jerusalem. And between me and Jerusalem, there's a big tension of 70 years. But your body creates some adrenaline, will take anything to solve this tension. And that's why he took position and he said, I know that one day my God will solve this problem. Your whole attitude, your whole body language is changed. What is the opposite? A lot of people... They have also set their targets. You can set like negative targets. A lot of people, they are really successful in a negative way. Oh, I prayed to Jesus. I, I mean, this was my best prayer ever to Jesus. But he didn't answer to me. I'm not sure if I'm able to receive the blessing. You see, your body language is like this. Oh, poor me. I'm a victim. I'm a mess my life. It's very hard to find a girlfriend because the 3.5 billion women, it's very hard to find one. Everybody gets healed, but my body is a special body. You know, you set also a target, a negative target. If you set a positive target like Jerusalem or negative target, the body does the same thing in both directions. That means if you set a negative target, you will reach your negative target. And your whole body language is like this. Oh, oh, it's so hard. Life is so hard. Don't you live in Switzerland? It's so hard. Yeah, there's no money here. It's very hard. Nobody loves me. It's very hard. You understand? It's the body language. It's the body language of expecting that something will happen in your personal life. The point number one is dream. Set goals in your life. Set clear goals in your life. You know, I know that there's a lot of people say, but this doesn't work for everybody. I'm glad you asked this question too. I want to tell you two, two stories. Just think for a moment about the slaves in the USA. Some people, they were Christians, and Christians hired slaves. And the slaves on the field, what was their position? There were not one slave in the field of the USA. They said, oh, oh we, are so, we, are so, we are slaves, it's, it, it's very hard, and we'll be slaves for the rest of our lives. 
all the slaves in USA. They took position. They looked at the target and they said, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Their body language was saying, the people that hired us as slaves, they are not our masters forever. Our king of kings is Jesus Christ. And either Jesus will set us free on planet earth. And if not on planet earth, we will be free forever in eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. Because our destiny, we are not born as slaves. We are born as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. And our body language changed. The problem is always like this. We don't think about eternity. We don't think about living with Jesus forever. And his 80 years on planet earth is in the view of God. Nothing, not a zip zero. Because an eternity means eternal. Some people say, but we have some people in our church. We pray for them. God heals them and they're still alive. And other people, we pray for them and they die immediately. What's wrong? And this creates so much tension in the body of Christ, right? It's the same principle. If you are sick, your body language is so important. You could say, God has not created me to be sick. And I know either Jesus will heal me on this planet earth. If I'm not healed on this planet earth, I will be healed forever and ever and ever. This is my destiny. This is my calling. This is my target. And I know that God is my healer. That's why God heals always. Either here or you're healed forever in heaven. Do you understand the position of Daniel? He said, God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He has the last word. It doesn't matter what people are thinking, saying, and doing. God has the last word. And that's the body language. I am healed. I am blessed. I'm anointed. Maybe not everything goes so smooth on planet Earth, but there is heaven forever and ever and ever. That's why everybody is healed. There's not one person in heaven who has a handicap. There's not one person in heaven who will have a handicap. Everybody is healed. Everybody is singing, celebration, scores the best goals in soccer. Everybody makes goals. There's no, no, no keeper anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is, the, this, is, this is the point of the position of Daniel. You understand that? The second thing is, and that's my second point, is dream with dates. If you have a target, you're looking out of your window, make Dates, John Gotthard. He was 15 years old. It was a very rainy day. John Gotthard, rainy day. He was bored. He took a piece of paper and he said, I'm now 15 years old. Where, now when, when I turn 50, where should I be? What is my, my life dreams, my life vision? He wrote down 100 27 goals. 127 goals. <laughs> I want to read you some goals he made. He said, I would love to milk a poisonous snake. 
Have you ever thought to milk a poisonous snake? When a cow, it's easy, but a snake, that's cool. I will die 50 meters deep without oxygen and hold my breath for two and a half minutes. I will study a primitive culture in Borneo. I will land and take off on an aircraft carrier. That's cool. Run a mile in five minutes. Good, that's not a big deal with doping anymore. Go on a mission, outreaches overseas for Jesus Christ. I travel along the ancient routes of Marco Polo and Alexander the Great. I learn French, Spanish, and Arabic. I learned to play the flute and violin. Good, this he could also skip. Uh, photograph the Victoria Falls in Rhodesia. Man, light a match with pff, a gun. That's cool. Climbing the Kilimanjaro. Build a telescope. Read the Bible from front to the back. Sail around the world. And I will publish an article in the National Geographic magazines. He had 127 goals in his life. When he turned 50, out of the 127, he made 108 goals. One thing he wasn't able to do was walking on the moon. 108 goals. And my question is, what is your goal in your life? Some people say my goal is just to marry. Oh, this is just one goal. To have three kids, oh, then have your three. Reading the Bible for, what is your goal? What is the calling of God over your life? Just sit down, take a list. It's the same thing like Daniel. Is where are you looking at with your body language? This you will achieve in your personal life. And I love this story. Because it's a man who's a believer said everything is possible with God. In Hebrew chapter 11, verse 33 to 34. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, whose weaknesses was turned to strength. If you set an agenda, it becomes strength in your life. Your body language is saying, I can achieve it with God Almighty because Jesus Christ is in me. The power of God is in me. But what's about those people? They are weak. I'm glad you asked this question again. I want to read you, tell you a story about Louis Silvi Zamberini. A true story from the USA. He was a very fast runner. And in the year 1936, he ran at the Olympic Games for USA. And he was very fast, and he, know, he won a lot of titles. He broke a lot of different records in his life. But the Second World War broke out, and he had to go to the army, and he flew a big, big plane. And the Japanese, they shoot the plane, and he crashed in the ocean. For 47 days, he was on the ocean, and he was not sure if he will survive or not. After 47 days, the Japanese picked him up. They brought him to a camp and they treated him really, really bad. For many, many years he was there and they treated him really, really bad in terms of food and everything. When the World War was over, he, he, he came back to the USA and he was really glad because in his heart there were a dream. I'm a runner. God has 
blessed me to be the fastest runner on planet Earth. And my dream is I want to win an Olympic gold medal. He went on the field and he tried to run. But there comes the moment where he almost crashed because he realized his legs gave him not a chance to run anymore. Because the wall broke his leg, he shaped everything. He was there and said, God, and now? He was so desperate. And one day there was a crusade of Dr. Billy Graham. He attended the crusade and he received Jesus Christ. And God started to heal Zapparini. And he traveled to all Americans and said, don't give up. Whatever happens in your life, don't give up. He preached and teached to young children. But still there was the dream in him to be at the Olympic Games. And here's the point. He has done the same thing like Daniel. He was in his knees and he always focused on the Olympic Games. And he said, God, I know one day I will run in the Olympic Games again. But his body said, no, no way. But his spirit says, yes, I will run at the Olympic Games again. His whole language, body language, was a position of faith. When he turned 80 years old, he got the chance for the USA team to walk in Nagano, Olympic Games in winter, and he hold the torch. And he run at the Olympic Games with the torch in the stadium. Why am I telling you this story? Sometimes life goes to the way you planned, you prayed, you seeked for. But the body language, what you're looking at, it's the most important thing. We acting, we believing in faith. And he hold the torch, saying to Chapman, you destroyed my body, you destroyed my future by the holding the torch. And I run with 81 years slowly but with dignity, with Jesus in my heart. My question is to you. If you're strong, your story is amazing, right? If you're weak, your story could be also amazing in terms of not giving up. The band is playing a song, and I want to just want to ask you right now, maybe for some people right now here, even in the online church, it's a time where you open your windows again. Maybe you closed, you locked the windows in many, many areas. Some people you are disappointed about church, about God. You have no clue why God is not answering your prayer. Just think your prayer is like a seed. It will grow. And maybe it's a time for you to open your window again. The body language speaks a language. There is Jerusalem. We will go home to Jerusalem that's our destiny. That's our home. We belong there. Your circumstances has not the last word. The last word has God Almighty. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one who will have the last word. Can you imagine when we enter heaven? God is standing there waiting for us and saying to you, Well done, my servant leader. Welcome to heaven. This is the most important word which I want to hear for the rest of my life. Welcome, Leo. You have done everything amazing.